yeah, the question is, what if somebody doesn't like something? I mean, everybody out there doesn't like something. At this point, everybody's upset about everything. What, what are we supposed to do? Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie. He's the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we are once again in our series called Grace and Truth. We're traveling through the the letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, and um, we're in chapter 8 this week. And if you missed last uh, this sermon or any of the sermons up until this point, you want to get caught up, whitefieldschurch.com. You can get over there and you can download it. And of course, on YouTube, Facebook, any of your favorite streaming platforms and any of your favorite podcast platforms, you can find it there. And if you would, it should certainly help us out. You know, you're watching right now, just uh, click like, subscribe, and, uh, you know, share it with your friends, uh, share it with somebody you think might really benefit from from this content, and and leave us rate and review uh, on your podcast app. It certainly helps us out, uh, you know, when people are asking these kind of questions uh, about God and life, and that we can provide them with Christ-centered, gospel-centered content and answers to their questions. And so this week we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and the title of the sermon was Something More Important Than Being Right. And, um, you know, this topic, this idea, you know, when you, you get dive into chapter 8, it's like, um, you know, meat offered idols, and you're like, what, how is that relevant to my life today? But as we found out on Sunday, it's a very, very relevant topic, and one of the things we really want to talk about is that, you know, we live really like in the age of offense right now, microaggressions, and everybody's offended by everything. And this really kind of almost plays into that a little bit, this idea that Paul is saying that I will never eat meat again if it stumbles my brother. And there would be those that kind of push back on that idea that, you know, there's going to be people out there that are just, you know, you're just going to be held hostage to their every whim of like, well, that thing offends me. This offends me. That offends me. You should stop doing this. And that's, we're talking about gray areas. We're not talking about things that breaking the law. We're not talking things that are not biblical or against the law of God. We're not talking about, we're talking about things that are kind of gray areas. And so the pushback would be, what do we, how do we react with that, with just being held hostage by anybody who has a whim of offense in their life? It's a great question. You know, the whole uh, topic here in chapter eight and then also in chapter nine related, but in a different, in a different way, is this idea that sometimes because of our higher calling in Jesus, there are things which, though they're not against the rules or against the law per se, they're not sin yet we shouldn't do them because they're not helpful and because they will affect others around us in a bad way. They might affect our Christian witness and make us less effective. It might create unnecessary hurdles for people to believe in Jesus or to receive what we have to share with them about Jesus. Um, when it comes to Christian brothers and sisters, for the sake of unity and peace in the body of Christ, sometimes there are things that's just not worth it to do something which you know that somebody else thinks is a sin, even if it's not a sin, right? So um, you can make your own application on what some of those things might be. But yeah, the question is, what if somebody doesn't like something? I mean, 
everybody out there doesn't like something. At this point, everybody's upset about everything. What, what are we supposed to do? Here's an example. Let's say somebody says to me, you know, Pastor Nick, I don't like the, I'm stumbled by the fact that you don't wear a suit on Sunday because I grew up in a church where the pastor wore a suit. Um, should I therefore say, okay, well, from now on, I have to wear a suit. But then somebody else is going to be like, I'm stumbled by the fact that you wear a suit. Nobody else around here wears suits like when they're not like at a really That's formal stuffy occasion. Stuffy religion, you know. <laughs> yeah, stuffy religion. Yeah. I came out of that or whatever yeah. their thing might be. And they say, you know, I'm stumbled by the fact that you're wearing a suit. Uh, I remember, you know, anecdotally, one time I went to Romania to Transylvania. We were serving a Baptist church. We were doing a music thing. Actually, you were there at that event too. I was just serving. You were actually playing music. Um, but I remember I went there to this event, large traditional Baptist church in uh, Cluj, Romania. And I used to wear necklaces and stuff. I don't anymore. Um, but I remember being told to take off my necklaces because it would offend them. And I did because you know what? I'm a guest at their church and it's just not worth it. I don't care that much about necklaces to do that. But you know what else? As soon as I left there, I also put back on my necklaces because it's not something that I'm going to go around living. Oh no, what if somebody doesn't like necklaces, right? So I think it's a, it's a tough situation. Obviously, these things are culturally defined. Um, you know, in different cultures, they're going to be kind of areas that you might want to avoid, not because it's sin, but because it's just not helpful. It doesn't help Christian unity. It doesn't help your witness. And I think that Paul gives us that very important rubric to run things through. Okay, is something legal? And is it biblical? If so, you know, if, or if, let's say, if the Bible doesn't forbid it or it's not forbidden by the law, then you move on. Some things may be lawful, but that doesn't mean they're helpful. So is this thing helpful? What does that mean? Well, is it helpful towards my mission, my higher calling? Does it help me... Uh, accomplish my mission as a ambassador for Christ? Um, or does it hinder that, right? Does it, would it confuse people? So even if I can do it, it doesn't mean that I always should. That's, that's really the point, that we have a higher calling and our rubric that we run things through. Is it helpful? Will this cause me to become enslaved? And how will this affect other people in this time and place that I live in? You know, I really do think it's culturally defined. And these things, we always have to be kind of asking those questions anew. I think there's something wrong with the person who says, well, I don't care if this uh, offends you. I'm going to do it anyway. I, I think they're like, again, with the suit thing, that's just one example. Yeah, you know, I think here Paul's making it very clear. He's not just saying that we should be held hostage by everybody's whims. On the other hand, though, um, the things that he is talking about, he says, what if somebody sees you eating meat sacrificed to idols? And essentially that person says, oh, well, I thought it was wrong to eat meat sacrificed by idols, but apparently it's not because he's doing it. And then they do it and that leads them back into some form of idolatry or sinning against their conscience, which means that even though their conscience tells them not to do something, they do it anyway. Paul says in Romans 14 that if something is a sin to you, then you should not do that thing as unto the Lord. So uh, the Bible is not telling us that we should just ignore our consciences uh, when our conscience tells us not to do something, uh, even if our conscience is wrong or weak, as Paul calls it here. So th those are a few thoughts. 
Yeah, and I think it's probably important to understand that Paul's talking about a specific, as you mentioned, it's cultural. He's talking about a specific thing that was uh, uh, important uh, and uh, very important to that particular culture. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have to talk to Jews about meat offered to idols. He was talking to Corinthians in a Gentile culture with, you know, their, this is a common practice of the day that would have necessarily, you know, stumbled. So it's, you know, I think that kind of give, you know, shed some light on the idea of just like everybody's whim, well, this offends me or that offends me. He was talking about a specific thing that everybody knew about, and it was a major issue that the church had written to him about. They had talked to you, talked about, I think, Acts 13. Um, was it Acts 13? I think it's where he... Acts they, 15. Acts 15, where they said, you know, abstain from sexual immorality and from food offered to idols. So this was something that was specifically talked about in those two places and, and that, that Paul then then addressed. And, and just, uh, you know, on, on the thought about, you know, the idea of sinning against your own conscience, um, you know, that's also something that kind of, you know people talk about is that you know for me this is for me sin and just we want to just talk about that idea what does it mean to sin against your conscience yeah i'm going to answer that but i want to comment on one thing you said before and i think this is kind of a mantra that i've always said in our staff and to our leaders but i've also said it to the whole church that as much as possible with so many controversies in the world right now i want to be known Mm. only for the controversy of the gospel now, that's hard to do because everything's controversial, right? Anything, any stance you make is going to be controversial nowadays on anything. But as much as possible, because of our higher calling, I want to be known only for the controversy of the gospel. That when people think of Nick, they don't think of my views on politics or food or sports or anything else. They think, oh yeah, that's the guy who's always talking about Jesus. That's the guy, that's what he's about. Yeah, so yeah. that being said, that's important, to, yeah. to answer your question about sinning against your conscience, Romans 14 is such an interesting chapter. We've taught on it before when we did our Romans series a few years ago. Um, but it's, it's very clear. It says this, that some people believe that something is a sin and some people don't believe it's a sin. And so some examples of this would be um, that people believe that certain days needed to be observed, holy days or holidays. Other people said, no, 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 every day is the same unto the Lord. I live every day as unto the Lord, right? I don't need some special day to do certain things. And Paul says, well, you can both be right, right? Like, here's the thing. This person's conscience is telling them to do something. And this person's conscience is telling them that they don't need to do that thing. Well, because this is a gray area, do each of those persons, each of those people should do that thing that their conscience is telling them to do as unto the Lord. It's a very interesting thing. So here's the thing. If you believe, let's say, let's take an example. If you believe that it would be wrong for you to drink alcohol, then my advice to you would be, you should not drink alcohol because your conscience is telling you you should not. Now, another person might say, I can drink alcohol in moderation. I say, all right, make sure it's in moderation. The Bible says, don't be drunk. Uh, you know, don't be filled with wine, within, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be under the controlling influence of any substance. Um, so I would tell, though, the person who says, my conscience tells me I shouldn't watch movies. I would tell them, okay, don't watch movies as unto the Lord. But here's the other thing. A lot of people will take their 
conscience's leanings or mm -hmm. guidance. And here's what they do. And this happens on both sides, okay? So the person who doesn't watch movies needs to be careful lest they become self-righteous about the fact that they don't watch movies and start to think, now I'm better or more righteous than the person who does watch movies. But it goes the other way. Because the other person who watches movies might see the person who doesn't watch movies and say, well, that guy, he's a legalist. I understand Christian freedom. Therefore, I am more righteous, knowledgeable, better, smarter, etc., than that person and kind of pat themselves on the back. And, the, and what Paul's saying in Romans 14 is, no, 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 no. Do in these areas of conscience, do it as unto the Lord from a pure heart. Do not think that it somehow scores you more points before God, but definitely you should do what God's leading you to do. Yeah, no, it's extremely, extremely important. And, uh, you know, uh, just something for, for our viewers. I mean, I think going, just going back to that phrase, just kind of to wrap it all up, is that, that is this helpful? I think, you know, we were discussing before. I, th I think for me, uh, you know, within the wor worship ministry, you know, there's, so much that's divisive, you know, about styles. What kind of music does God like? Everybody has an opinion about that, you know? And and one of the ways that I learned actually from a, somebody uh, from somebody else is incorporating that phrase into my discussions. Is this helpful? And it really kind of takes the, you know, the... You don't have to necessarily call something wrong that might not necessarily be wrong, you know, or a particular style wrong or a particular this where we're talking about gray areas. Uh, is this helpful? And it makes you think about that, you know. Is this helpful for me? Is this, you know, if you're leading a ministry, is this helpful for our ministry? And so that's, I mean, I think that may be something for, for you maybe to incorporate into your own discussions. When you're having a discussion, ask yourself that question. Is this helpful? Because that's what this is all about. We can get you dive into all the weeds with all of this stuff, but as the sermon title was, there's something more important than being right, and that is the higher calling of Jesus in our lives. And so, you know, that that kind of trumps everything else that we're going through. And so maybe it's just something to think on this week, you know, when you, you're in that discussion with somebody or, you know, names are being called and all those kind of things, you can just step back and say, is this helpful? I found it very helpful in my own life in having discussions about things that are maybe a bit controversial. It's to step back and just say, is this helpful? And it just kind of, you know, kind of sets you free to, to maybe look at things a bit differently. So if you missed the sermon on Sunday, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and download it. Share it with somebody. Share this uh, podcast, uh, this uh, video cast, or whatever they call it nowadays, with somebody. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.